0: Hello, hello, welcome to SLD Wellness, the podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Lord-Antiazio. SLD Wellness is a place for you to find your voice, find your gifts, and to realize that you already have the tools inside of yourself. Today is episode 33 of the podcast, which is all about paying attention to signs from your body. This is a slight shift from where I was planning on going for the podcast this week. I was planning on talking more about energy and leaning into healing work, creating boundaries, but I just felt a pull to talk about to talk about ways that your body can send you signals, ways that your body can send you messages because your body's constantly talking to you. It feels like a thing that I really needed to talk about, address, point out, especially because, I mean, it's always talking. It's always sending signals. And I think that oftentimes we ignore them. Oftentimes we know something before it's right for us or wrong for us or going to happen if we actually pay attention rather than just plowing through because we're afraid of if we're going to head down the wrong path and if we actually pay attention to what it is that our body is telling us or what it is that we're receiving from it, the signals, the signs, the symptoms, we would be in a better spot. The way that it often shows up, I feel, is with pain when we're experiencing pain. It can often show up when we're feeling overwhelmed or anxious, feeling like we have so many things on our plate. And it can also show up with gut instincts about certain things. If we actually were to make a decision immediately and we were like, well, what do you think? If we just asked ourselves that, or how do you feel? Sometimes the decisions or the answers can show up there, but because we tend to go into logistics, because we tend to think with our heads and not with our hearts or our guts, we make decisions that we think make more sense logically, but in reality, our bodies can tell us sooner or ahead of time what makes the most sense. And also how we actually feel in certain environments can play a big part. I really feel like I felt a pull to talk about this because I have said recently to some friends that there have been environments that I have left, work environments, situations where I just had my body just completely shut down. And For everyone else, they would just be in that environment, and even if they knew it was complete shit, they'd be like, well, I have to stay for the money. Well, I have to stay because this place is renowned. Well, I have to stay because I feel like I don't have any other choice. My body didn't give me any other choice. My body would just completely go to crap, and I would have panic attacks, or I would just start to get really sick, I would start to dry heave every morning. I remember there was one place that I left where every morning I would have the worst stomach aches. I would start to have panic attacks. I would be on the floor from panic attacks answering emails because I was getting messages from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. from a boss who had no boundaries, had no self-control, And I was struggling to create boundaries with them because every single time I would interact with them, everything was a fire. Everything was a problem. There was always an issue. And my body started to get to a point where it couldn't handle it anymore. And that particular person would have their body crash. They would disappear for a week from work, come back, and then throw a bunch of shit back to me and my coworkers as if, oh, okay, like I'm allowed to crash. I'm allowed to shut down, but you aren't. You have to keep up with things and you have to keep going. And my body was just starting to take a toll on me and make it very clear that it wasn't a place I was going to be able to be for the long term. And I think a lot of times we just push ourselves and continue to push ourselves until our bodies can crack or send messages and signals that are so strong that it's so hard to ignore and we have to do something about them. And in that particular work environment, it wasn't until my therapist diagnosed me with PTSD where I was like, oh shit, I got to do something about this because it's starting to impact my body, my brain. And It's starting to seep into my daily life. It's starting to seep into all of my dynamics outside of work. It's starting to be something where I feel like I can't function outside of work, in work, or anywhere else. And because I wasn't paying attention to the stomach pain that I was experiencing, or the lack of eating that was going on because I was so overwhelmed, because my brain was no longer sending signals to my stomach to say, hey, you got to eat. And I would just be like, okay, like I am just a machine and I wasn't even stopping to drink water. I was just on a computer day in and day out having a flashing screen in front of my face. I wasn't paying attention or able to notice anymore the cues that my body was sending me. But Before I got to that point where I was completely crashing, my anxiety attacks were so strong that I would wake up in the middle of the night, have panic attacks, feel like I was having some sort of heart pain. I started going to the doctor and thinking that I was having a heart attack or thinking that I was having some sort of chest issue. And every time I would go to the doctor, they were like, hmm you know, you're okay. Your blood work says you're fine, but you also only show up here when something is going really wrong with your job. And that was my cue that something was going on and that I needed to pay attention to it because my doctor would always say to me the following phrase, I can't tell you to leave your job, but it sounds like it's your job. Sometimes those kind of things happen, and it's not just from work. Sometimes it can happen when you're in a shitty friendship. Sometimes it can happen when you're in a shitty relationship. Sometimes it can happen when you're just in a shitty situation. And it doesn't have to be as extreme as what I just listed or described either. Sometimes your gut instincts just come into effect when something is happening that you need to pay attention to. And it's the same with pain. We give pain such a bad rap because we want to be in a space where we don't experience it at all. But there's times that we experience pain as a signal, as a notifier that there's something that we need to change. There's something that we need to shift. There's something that we need to do different. There's something that we need to be aware of in our body, in how we sleep, in our routine, in what we're eating, and make some shifts to that. And sometimes we ignore that and then we keep going. And then later down the line, we're forced to still take the action that we wanted to avoid, or we're forced to still do the thing that we were afraid to do, but now we have no choice. And I often feel like in our lives, there's things that we want to avoid doing because we're afraid of how we're going to move on from it or how we're going to get through it. And then life just kind of makes you deal with it one way or another. Whether it's being afraid of leaving a job and then having to leave it because your body crashes or being afraid to leave an environment And then you have a boss that's so shitty that they decide to hire someone else while you're working in it. That's something that happened to me in a work environment. And I was actually thinking about that recently because I had someone from that job who was harassing me, who decided to request me on LinkedIn. I never accepted their request. And then they eventually rescinded it because I think they realized that after years of me not accepting them, that... That was never a thing that I was going to do because they were involved in the harassment I was encountering. And I would literally go to that job and every time I would get there, I would feel like I was going to throw up. I would just dry heave my way through work and I would walk away from my desk because I kept feeling like I was going to throw up. And I didn't have anything that was wrong with me. My doctors were like, we could give you heartburn medication, but doesn't seem like you have heartburn. We could give you anxiety medication, but it also seems like when you're not at work, you don't have these things. And I kind of just had to keep figuring out what it was that was the issue. And it felt very weird and very funky to encounter that and to keep encountering that because it was something that I was doing simply for money because I needed to live. I needed to function. And I also think it's crazy the things that we'll put up with just for survival because we feel like there are no other options. And usually the other options don't show up when you're in the thick of the bullshit because you're in the thick of it. You're in it so intensely that you can't see beyond it. All you're feeling is the pain. All you're feeling is the fear. All you're feeling is the anxiety. But if you're willing to look into alternatives, if you're willing to see that certain environments make you feel certain ways, and that it's not a feeling that you need to always feel, oftentimes you can find other options that are better for you. I mean, I know that for myself, my body is often like this, like, microphone it picks up everything it can pick up if I'm in a place that's racist as fuck it can pick up if I'm somewhere that's sexist it can pick up if I'm somewhere that is going to be my downfall physically emotionally mentally and every time I used to encounter that I would blame myself and blame my body and be like damn it Why is it that I can't just stay in a place and stay there consistently and just have those goals and aims that other people have where they can stay somewhere for years and years? And it just so happened it's because I was in really shitty spaces and my body was aware of it. It was aware of how toxic things were and it is aware of those things. It can pick up on that. Other people can kind of work through things like a workhorse, but then... Their misery, their lack of sleep, how sick they get, how overwhelmed they get, how they take it out on other people is how it can show up. And I feel like there's nothing wrong with being somewhere and at first feeling like this is right for me and then later on finding out, oh, this is actually the worst place that I could be in and I need to do something else. I need to pivot and find something that's better for me. I think that we can shame ourselves for making decisions that are different than what we originally had in mind, but that's really how life is. There's times where you can be in something and it can feel right for you for a period of time. It can feel right for a moment in time. And then later on, you can realize that it's no longer it for you. It's no longer the place for you. It's no longer the space for you. And that's also okay. It's okay to be somewhere and then eventually decide that it's not where you want to be. There's no shame in making decisions or changing your mind. And people might try to tell you that it's wrong because they want you to stay in the same old shit and they want to control how you live your life or they might not be comfortable with the fact that you are autonomous, you have your own brain and you can make decisions that are for yourself, but it doesn't really matter what other people think about the decisions that you make for yourself because you're the one that has to live with them. You're the one that has to wake up every day and deal with them and no one knows what you're dealing with better than or more than you do. Other people can try to sympathize, other people can try to empathize, but they don't know what you're encountering the same way that you do. And you can't make decisions based off of how something impacts someone else's body or how someone else deals with trauma or deals with stress or deals with overwhelm. It's all about how things impact you personally. And sometimes you can pick up on things that other people can't. A lot of the places that I left work environment-wise, My body was so reactive over and I would have to leave because my anxiety would be so high. And later on, I would be beating myself up and be like, oh man, like, it looks like I can't handle this place. It looks like I can't be here. And the, it looks like I can't handle this place. That was at toxic ass work environments that would say to me, we need somebody that can handle this. Even though they were so toxic that people were throwing up before work. Or people were getting so sick that at work they would be like, well, how bad is it? How how sick are they? Are they throwing up or are they experiencing something else? Because they knew the severity of how bad their work environment was, but they didn't want to acknowledge it. They would rather say that somebody was weak. They would rather say that than confront how toxic, how messed up, how fucked up they were. And I would leave those places, and then weeks later, months later, years later, other people who were still there would later on tell me how bad it was or things would continue to collapse or they would go into bankruptcy or they would get slapped with lawsuits. And that's because those places were just fucked. Like Those places just had so many problems that they didn't want to acknowledge. They would rather ignore and be so focused on the money And keep people who were so fucked up, so messed up, so toxic, so controlling, so narcissistic because they were more focused on the bottom line and the money that they thought the other person was bringing in, even though that person wasn't bringing in the money. It was the people that worked for them who worked their asses off, who they drove away from the company and... They weren't paying attention to the actual issues that were taking place. And it's so important for you to actually pay attention to how you feel and how things impact you because a workplace is not going to do that for you. People that you work with are not going to do that for you. People that want to use you to make money aren't going to be like, you appear to be tired. You appear to be overwhelmed. You appear to be anxious. Your work looks like it's shifting and it seems like you are more tired than you used to be. No, they're not going to do that. They don't fucking care. You have to pay attention to your body and how things impact you because no one else is going to do that for you. And if you notice a shift that feels like it needs to change for you, you have to make that decision for yourself. I have learned often and learned the hard way that your gut will tell you things if you actually give yourself time to listen to it. And meditation has often been the way that I've been able to do that. Like taking time to slow down and give myself some time to process things has been such a helpful thing. Giving myself time to journal, time to actually be aware of how things can show up in my day-to-day life plays a big part. I've often realized as well that certain areas where you can feel pain can be an indicator for what it is that's actually going on or the level of overwhelm you're feeling and where it's coming from. I used to have such an intense level of neck and shoulder pain. And that's usually where a lot of my pain comes from, but it's often from being anxious and being overwhelmed. And I've often described the neck pain as feeling as though my neck is hanging onto a set of strings that are ready to snap because it's so tight and so... Feel like feeling like it's just so unsupported that at any moment it could break. And at the time, I really did feel like, oh man, my neck is gonna just like completely collapse. And it's only been with being away from those places where I realized, oh, that was from that place. That was from not sleeping. That was from working all the time and feeling like I'm going to break. So my body was actually feeling like it was actually going to break. And that's not normal. That's not a typical work environment. That's not balanced by any means. Like I was working in places where I was working seven days a week. And I know that for myself, when I start to bring work into the weekend... When I start to bring a 9 to 5 that's supposed to be a 9 to 5 into the weekend and I can't enjoy my time away from it, when I work somewhere where if they see that I post something on social media on a day off out with my family and then they suddenly tell me that there's an emergency that they need me for, it's time to fucking leave. Because if you work somewhere that thinks that that's an appropriate way to waste your fucking time because they can't figure things out for themselves, it's time to go. But at the time, I was like, oh, the money. Oh, money is so significant that it matters more than my health. And your body will show you real quick that if you don't have your body, you're going to spend your your paycheck, your entire paycheck on your body and your health. And if you're spending more of your paycheck on taking care of symptoms that you're experiencing rather than living, there's something that you need to address for yourself. If you're spending your paycheck on making sure that you don't get sick anymore from work, because work is taking up so much of your brain space... There's something you need to take care of for yourself. And it's probably eliminating that job. And I'm never going to tell you to leave somewhere. But I'll just leave that at that. The same way that my doctors did. I won't tell you to leave a job. But if it's making it so that you're waking up with panic attacks. If it's making it so that you have constant gut pain. And you're dry heaving or you're throwing up at the start of your day because you're so overwhelmed, you probably need to change something. And jobs come and go. You can always get more money. We live in this space of scarcity of like, well, what if I can't? How will I be able to take care of this? But... You only have one body and if you don't treat it with respect, if you don't treat it with care, that shit will break down on you so fast and so hard. And you're gonna look back at it and be like, oh, that was the period of time where I crashed. Oh, that was where it was speaking to me so loud and I didn't pay attention to it. I've never regretted leaving a job. I've never regretted leaving a job that has treated me like shit. And has been so much more focused on making money off of me because of my skills and my abilities and being more focused than that over my health and how the job has impacted me. I've never regretted leaving a toxic place. Maybe in the moment I've been like, ah, damn, the money would have been nice to keep. But I never got paid enough for that level of shit anyway. Anyway. Like, nowhere can ever pay me enough to deal with bullshit. Nowhere can make me stay there long enough if my body is crashing and giving up and is sending warning signs, warning signals that I need to leave. Like, there's no way. It did take a lot of time and pain to realize that a lot of what felt like acid reflux, a lot of panic attacks, a lot of anxiety attacks, a lot of driving myself to urgent care with chest pain to realize that no job is worth pain that I've experienced or abuse or racism or toxic bullshit because nowhere is worth that to me truly. I can always find another job I'm smart enough that I can use my skills to do anything else, anywhere else. And you are too. Even if you're afraid of doing it, even if you're afraid of what your next move is and you don't know what the next steps are, it's always going to show up for you. But you have to pay attention to how your body presents itself or how your body reacts to things. It might feel even a little embarrassing to leave somewhere if you're focused on the amount of time that you're there. If you're like, oh man, I was hoping I was going to be there for more time, a couple more months, or a year, or two years, or five years, and then things end up going in a different route. But I feel like that's really like the downfall when you're so focused on time. Because Life isn't just based on how long you are somewhere. Yes, there's the corporate wound, there's the corporate expectations of things of like if you're somewhere X amount of time then you can get tenure or if you're here for X amount of time then you can get an extra benefit. But if your body is showing you that it's not going to happen, you need to pay attention to your body because when that thing breaks down, There's nowhere else you can go, you know, like if your body completely breaks down on you, you need to pay attention to it and you need to take the steps that it is calling for. I truly believe that when we're willing to pay attention to how an environment, how a person, how a situation, how a workspace treats us, when we're willing to pay attention to that, it plays a huge part in how we approach things. It can play a huge part in how things impact us. And I also feel like if we actually were to pay attention to the ways in which our body talks to us, we would be in a much better spot. I'm a firm believer in paying attention to your body and being aware of the signals that it gives you and paying attention to the cues that it gives you because that thing is constantly telling you stuff. It's constantly sending you signals of, you got to get out of this shit or this is actually a great space for you or run, 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 run. If you actually pay attention to it, rather than just like blocking it and being so focused on making the money or checking things off of a fucking list, if you actually pay attention to the cues that your body gives you, you're in a much better space than just being concerned about the bottom line. What I've always found funny and often found funny time and time again is whenever I've left a shitty shit environment, And I'm gonna just call it that because they were so bad. (laughs) And whenever I would leave one of those environments, the people that were still there would look at me like I had two heads because they didn't understand, how can you leave a place that pays you? How could you do it? I don't understand. Why would you leave this environment? And then they would leave like two months later and they would reach out to me and be like, man, you were right. Or, man, I don't understand how we were in such a bad space or They would be like, you know, when you left, you left at the perfect time because it really went to crap afterwards. And it took me a while to kind of reconcile that because I would really beat myself up for leaving a space that might have given me a consistent paycheck, but was also consistently giving me heartburn, stomach aches, anxiety, dry heaving, throwing up every day, and feeling like there was really some like deep issues that were wrong with me, but not realizing that I was picking up on the toxicity of those places. And it wasn't until I would leave where I'd be like, oh, okay, like that place was the shitty shit. (laughs) Like that was the deep down low BS that I was encountering. And it wasn't me. It had nothing to do with me. It had so much and everything to do with that environment. And sometimes you have to Encounter that to know that it's not you. That just because you leave somewhere doesn't mean that it's a problem with you. doesn't mean that it's an issue with you. There's a lot of people that would rather tell you that it's you because they're too prideful to admit that they might play a part in how bad it is or to realize that the structure that they have in place isn't conducive for people to really stay there long term because they don't want to acknowledge that a work environment could be shit, or a work environment could be unbalanced, and that's okay. That you had to leave a space if you had to leave a space, or if it didn't feel like it was right for you. Not every space is going to be pre- is going to be perfect for you, and tons of people leave jobs. I remember when I was leaving places prior to the pandemic and during the pandemic, there was all of this like expectation that you're supposed to stay somewhere for a period of time for years and all of that and truly if something is wrong for you you can bounce like you could be there for a couple of months and then peace you can be there for whatever amount of time works for you and leave whenever something no longer serves you i truly feel like it's your duty to pay attention to that and make some steps for yourself in order to go. And if you keep coming up with excuses for why you need to stay, or if you keep coming up with reasons for why you don't have a choice to leave, then you're really putting that on yourself for why you have to stay there. But if your body is telling you that you need to go, it's your duty to pay attention to what your body is telling you because your body isn't going to stop. If anything, it's going to make it more uncomfortable for you to stay and give you other reasons for why you can't stay or show you all the other ways that it's wrong for you to stay. And I had to keep learning that the hard way. I had to keep encountering toxic environments, people, spaces to really start to hone in on when something was just wrong, just not right for me. And I don't regret it. I definitely have had times where I've been like, man, I wish this life was easier. (laughs) Why is it that these people can stay somewhere for years and like create a career off of it and I have to go because it doesn't feel like it's right, but it just means that my body is sensitive to environments that are bullshit and I've had a tendency of encountering places that really show who they are and I've had to really pay attention to if it's somewhere that works for me or not. And... There are people who genuinely look at you like it doesn't make sense that you're going. Or they'll act like they don't even understand what it is that's wrong. Even though they probably deep down know there's a problem, but they don't want to confront it or deal with it. And they would much rather try to quiet it down or allow you to leave silently and quietly. Because they don't want any sort of backlash or they don't want it to like be out there that their place is crap. But if you're in a place that's not great for you, then it's not great for you. And if you're in a place that is not great for a lot of people, like a long list of people, it's probably the place. And if something is wrong for you, it's wrong for you. And that's okay. You can leave somewhere, find something else, create something else that is better for you, that's more beautiful, that allows you to have a better balance. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. All right, let's move to the meditation portion of the podcast. So wherever you are, close your eyes, relax your shoulders. Take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your nose. Plant your feet firmly on the ground. Begin to dive deep into your body. Start to bring awareness to where you are and what you're feeling. And know that your body knows what's best for it, for you, if you actually listen. Breathing in through your nose, and out through your nose. <sighs> Begin to tap into your Ujjayi breath, a deep oceanic breath that builds heat in your body. In through your nose, <sighs> and out through your nose. <sighs> Sinking deeper and deeper into your body. Begin to tap into your senses What do you feel? What do you taste? With your eyes closed, what can you see? Tasting all that you can taste What do you smell? Smelling all that you can smell All that you can see Take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your nose. As you think about spaces that you've been in that feel right, how did those feel in your body? Tap into those. Did you feel empowered? Did you feel in control? Did you feel respected? Take a deep breath in, exhale, release. And in spaces where you were like, oh man, this is wrong. What did you feel there? Did you feel overwhelmed? Did you feel a pit in your stomach? Did you experience headaches, body aches? Take a deep breath in. Let that go. Pay attention to how your body reacts in environments beyond the check, the quote-unquote stability that it can give you. And how do you feel when you're at peace, when things are calm? Take a deep breath in. Exhale, release. take one more deep inhale hold at the top exhale let it go Slowly begin to come back to your body. Start to wiggle your fingers and toes. Start to take a stretch. Open your eyes and find three things in the room to look at. Thank you so much for being here. Again, my name is Stephanie Lord Amthiazio. And if you are looking for some support in paying attention to the cues that you're feeling, if you're looking for ways to process the things that you're dealing with in your body, whether that's from a rough environment or looking to make a shift, I'm excited to share that in my Reiki Restore session, it's a one-hour session that includes 20 minutes of restorative Reiki, a mini tarot session to tap into the areas where there may be blocks that you're experiencing, and a 20-minute meditation that really dives deeper into connecting with your body. It is half off for your first session. And I can't wait to share that with you. If that's something that you're interested in, then click the show notes to sign up for a session. And you can also access it from sldwellness.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at sldwellness. And if you enjoy this podcast, please leave a five-star review and share it with a friend. That's how this can continue to spread so that others know about the podcast. And please leave a review because that's the only way that I know that you like it. Let me know if you are enjoying what you're hearing and what i'm sharing i can't wait to talk to you soon take care